Let's start with the scripture today. The scripture today comes from 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. And I know that Brienne preached on this, I think, two weeks ago. But I promise you, my stories are different. So it's a different sermon. <laughs> so here's the word. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, the, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for, he will not sit, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. Samuel then set out and went to Ramah. This is the word of the Lord. So, can you relate to this story? When I was young, we would have physical education class. We might be playing kickball or basketball, but every time teams were being chosen, it would play just like the scene from the scripture. One by one, each kid would be examined. And just like clockwork, all the tall and big kids were chosen first. And one time in particular, my friend was chosen to be the team captain. And we had the first pick. And of course, we chose the tallest kid. And we were super excited. We thought for sure we were going to dominate everybody since we had the tallest kid. He was going to grab all the rebounds, and he, yeah, he was just going to dominate everyone. But it turns out he was actually horrible. His coordination was, it was like he had two left feet, and it was like he had cement blocks on his hands. He couldn't catch the ball to save his life. So we had, we had looked at him and picked, picked him off his appearance. But what it turned out, we had, we, had, we, totally missed, we had totally missed out on the shortest kid. And that short kid was actually the best kid out there. And some of you guys might know him. His name is actually Stephen Curry. 
I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. That never happened. But what we did was we judged him. Well, we judged this tall kid by his outer appearance of being tall. And we thought, sure, he must be a good basketball player. And actually, this is a very common thing amongst people. Many of us tend to be visual people. And we have the tendency to kind of look at the outside appearance. But this scripture is making the point that the inner appearance is what is most important. So let's listen to this. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So God does not judge people on their outward appearance, but rather what we have inside. That's what matters most to him. Or not to him, sorry. That's what matters most to God. Sorry. We can come to church, you know, with the fanciest suits, with the fanciest watch, dress absolutely impeccably. But at the end of the day, yeah, you might look great. But how about your heart? How does that look? You know, take, for example, two cars. Let's say one outwardly looks like a, a sports car. But the inside, the motor is just completely damaged. The car doesn't start. And the other car is a very shabby-looking car. Very, it looks very bad outside. But inside, the motor runs impeccably. The motor is uh, very efficient. But if we, were, if we were told to choose one of those cars, most, if not all of us, would probably pick the sports car because we as visual people tend to look at the outside. And because we look at the outside, we would totally miss that one of the engines is not working. Because the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. But we need to ask ourselves, why is this outer appearance, I mean, why is this inner appearance important? Because I believe the inner appearance is the barometer of your true self. It is, I believe, what your true appearance is. And what do, I, what do I mean by that, though? Well, I mean that your inner self is what is representative of your true self. The outer is something you can dress up and cover, but the inner is something you cannot cover. If you're a hateful person, it's going to end up showing through. And if you're a loving person, I believe that will also shine through. The outer is temporary. It can age and it can change. But the inner, even if, you change, even if you age, the inner self does not change. It is a constant thing. That is what I mean when I say the inner is your true self. And that is the thing that God looks at. You know, you could go to church all your life. You could have been the one who made the most financial donations to the church. You could be the one who sits at the front row. You could be the one that never misses a service. But if you hate your brothers and sisters in Christ, you can mask yourself all you want. You can mask yourself by being the best Christian all you want. But the, matter of fact, but the fact of the matter is, you're acting like a fraud. Because if you hate your brothers and sisters, then I don't believe you're truly acting like a true Christian. You know, Saul was chosen by Samuel, according to his looks. He was, his look was fit for the part of the king. With his good looks and towering height, you know, he was the ideal king, or, or, or so they thought. 
But inside his heart, it didn't match his outward appearance. His outward appearance of being tall, good-looking, at the end of the day, it could not mask his true self. You know, my dad is such a good person, but he often gives you a good reality check. So when I was, uh, when I was first starting to volunteer within church and starting to get involved with ministry, I was still doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing. The aftermath usually involved a lot of Dorito bags and candy. But, yeah, it's not something uh, I want, I'm not proud of. But I was doing things with my friends. And the thing was I would come to church right after. And I thought it was okay to come to church within that mind frame or that mindset. But my dad, he was wise. And he pulled me aside and he asked me if if what I was doing was okay. Obviously, I did feel a little bit guilty, but not enough to really make a big deal out of it. So I really danced around the question, and I gave very vague answers to my dad. And of course, those vague answers, he just grew more and more mad at me. And uh, he said this. He said, you're an adult. You go to church, and you're serving. But you go to church, and you're serving after you do this certain thing. Can you... Can you really go to church and serve with a, a clean conscience? What you're doing is you're really being a pony. And I thought to myself, why is my dad calling me a pony? I don't get it. I'm not a farm animal. But as I sat 30 minutes later in bed, I was thinking to myself, and I realized he meant I was a phony. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my dad was saying I was a phony. And yeah, I, I totally agreed with him. So I was creating this outward appearance of um, coming to church and to serve. And I thought in my head, by coming to church, I was this great Christian. But, you know, inside, all, inside my heart, I had all this trash I was hiding. Inside, I was not, I would say, the cleanest. Not that, not that everyone is clean, but I believe that if you come to church and to serve, you, you should have a certain, um, certain responsibility. And I wasn't meeting that responsibility. But, yeah, I'm not trying to say that everyone who comes to church has to have a clean or perfect heart. That's not what I'm trying to convey. But what I was trying to convey was that I was trying to cover up coming to church and covering myself up with this illusion of service. But the Lord, he can see through all of that. Because for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance. But the Lord, he looks on the heart. On the other hand, I'm not, one thing I need to make clear is that I'm not trying to say neglect your outer appearance just because God looks at the heart. Because to a lot of people, as, as, sad as, it does, as sad as it sounds, it does matter to an extent. But rather than the word appearance, I believe the more appropriate word is presentation. I think how you present yourself is the first impression you give off. And as tough as that is, that's reality. And as you know, I'm an intern. And for my interview for this internship, guess what I wore? I wore a hoodie with a hood on. And uh, yeah, go figure, right? So although I ended up with this internship, the pastor I was serving with in Pennsylvania, he pulled me aside one week and he wanted to talk to me about presentation. And I thought, why is he talking to me about presentation? It doesn't make any sense. But it turns out Reverend Jessica and Reverend Chris had a conversation about my hoodie. 
They made a very good point. He made a very good point. He said, how we present ourselves is oftentimes how you're going to be treated. And he gave an example of um, him going to the hospital and how when he would wear the pastoral robes, he would get treated totally different. When he would go to the front, people would ask him questions. He might get a little favors even. People were very attentive to him. And now when he would go to the hospital to visit other people without his robes, it was, it was a totally different story. A lot more questions were being asked, and people seemed to be a lot less helpful. Now I know what you're thinking. And no, it's not okay to buy a pastor's robe to go visit people in the hospital, because you won't get special treatment. But what I am trying to get is that presentation is important, because I believe we do honor God through how we present ourselves. So getting that out of the way, I think God, when he sees the inside, he also sees our motive for doing things. He examines our heart and sees why we are doing those things. So let me ask some of you guys this question. Some of you guys, or some of you may be able to relate to this. So what are the motives for some of you wanting to become leaders within the church? Is it because you truly love the church? Or is it because you see this position as something prestigious and something maybe you can gain from? Or maybe it's just some other reason. But whatever the reason is, God sees the inside. He sees your motive. So whatever you do, whatever things you do, examine your motive for doing it. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? Is this for gain? Is it out of selfishness? What is the motive? Now let's take this story. I heard this story from a conference that I went to, and it's about a name Matt, about a, a man named Matt. So Matt experiences a wake-up call of sorts, and Matt was a former drug addict and a criminal. But through incredible hardship and determination, he overcame his demons and became a successful business owner. Now, Matt, was, Matt is incredibly proud of his story and where he came from. So when he was asked to participate in a presentation for those recovering from a life of crime, he was eager. He was eager to volunteer and to accept. Now, now he imagined that he was going to be giving speeches and bringing motivation to all these people. But at the day of the presentation, he was surprised to find out that he was assigned to press the button for the slideshow. So he sat there all day muttering to himself, angry, because he felt his presence was wasted. And as the day ended, people were going home. Someone actually came up to him and thanked him sincerely. And Matt felt a bit embarrassed at this point. He, he realized he was upset for all the wrong reasons. His reasons for, coming to, for wanting to come out were all wrong. And when that person gave him that thanks, he realized that. He realized he was there to further his own glory or, the, or to show off. But this, this man coming to thank him, he realized that his presence it was not wasted. So God looks at our motives and our hearts. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. 
And I know that image is something that is incredibly important. That's San Marino. And I can attest to this because I'm from La Cunada. And they're both very, very similar towns. And I know in La Cunada, image is of the utmost importance. But I ask us to try and look past this outer appearance. Just as Samuel looked at the outer, we also do that as well. So the next time you want to judge someone on their skin color, sex, what they might be wearing, what car they're driving, or even what watch they might be wearing, refrain and see and examine their heart instead. Also, make sure to examine your motives for doing things. Is it out of selfish ambition, or is it out of gain, or is it out of love? Refrain from the pitfalls that Samuel experienced and examine the heart. See if they love their neighbors and see how they live. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So to close, I have a little story. You know, my friends had made this uh, mistake of picking this basketball player based off appearance. And 20 years later, I was just about to do the same thing. I don't know if any of you guys have Instagram or not, but there's a little button on the right top corner. And if you get a, if you get a message from someone, it, there's, a, there's a notification that goes off. And one day I got a notification go off from my messages. And I looked inside the message, and I got a message from a girl. And I went to her profile, and I looked at her pictures, and I thought, wow, she's gorgeous. And um, we started to get to talking, and one thing led to another, and I, yeah, I was starting to date her for like a month. But there were some red flags right off, the, right off the bat. The way she treated others was not the best. She was extremely rude to the waiters that we went to the restaurants at. And I had her pick up the call with her mom when I was driving her. And she was extremely rude to her mother. I couldn't believe it, some of the words that she said to her mom. But she was so pretty that I just looked past all of that. But one day, I mean, not one day, like a couple weeks ago, she caught COVID. And literally one day later, she was walking around the town just spreading COVID to all these people. She didn't care that she had COVID. She was just spreading the disease. And at that moment, I saw, I saw her heart. I'm not trying to say that she was a horrible person, but just based off that, I had to, you know, I had to get out. So I immediately blocked her number. I seized all contact with her. You know, because as the scripture says, for the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Thank you. Yeah.